Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's BudPod211. 211. Zoo Hun Fun. Zoo Hun Fun. Zoo Hun Fun is what happens when a. Hindu goes to a zoo. Yeah, zoo hun fun. So some zoo hun fun. It also Have sounds you... like the name of a sort of a, a strategist from the Middle Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, zoo hun fun. I guess it's kind of like if you were walking along the Great Wall of China, mm-hmm. right after it was built, and the the Huns are trying to get in. It would be like <laughs> it'd be like. A hun, a hunzu, because you're just looking down on the angry Mongolians. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. also the Chinese were so sure that their their divine empire was the center of the world and the most advanced, and often it was that they would have thought of the Great Wall of China as fencing in the rest of the world. Oh yes, yeah, it, as a zoo. Yeah, we're not walling ourselves in. We're just creating a kind of circular zoo that we're in the middle of. <laughs> that was always my favorite South Park episode back when I was watching South Park as a teenager. Yeah. Was um Yeah, sh- was it Shitty 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 Walk Shitty Walk? Shitty Walk. <laughs> the yeah, the Chinese takeaway yeah. in uh, South Park. And he built did he build a great wall to keep the oh Mongolians? Yeah. Oh, Mongolians kept attacking. Well um they kept attacking he built the wall to keep them out because they kept attacking his business in some way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he built a wall <laughs> to keep them out. And they would show up like on horses with like armor from the period going rah, 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 and a kind of mob yeah and they, they'd attack the wall like like in uh age of empires <laughs> yeah, just ting, just ting, 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 clanking just a sword against a piece of rock yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> well phil at some point someone's well i don't know south park is kind of immune to that sort of thing aren't they to, i was gonna say at some point you'll have to defend that episode on yeah some yeah kind yeah of discussion point podcast or radio show but maybe not I, yeah I, I think i think south park has sort of dodged the uh the the censorious times we've been through the, the key although, is to be so Eve... horrific and so powerful that people just can't it's like attacking a mountain you just can't win but apparently um book of mormon which they also wrote yeah. they they have like uh, they have edited it since the original version they have softened it apparently this is what i hear people are saying i've heard that about the uk production oh interesting snowflake island is it (laughs) is that where we live (laughs) sounds like it i am i do i went to go see it when it was quite new in town and i do remember feeling because if you're a stand-up even when you're in a crowd you can feel kind of what the crowd is doing your creepy Mm. little sixth sense is still there Yes, and absolutely. when the guy explained that he was called General Buttfucking Naked, <laughs> which is a, a real guy's name and a real general, is it? Yeah, it's all real. That's the thing. It's like they, but I could feel the crowd go, "No, they think that that's what an African general would call himself." And it's like, "No, no, that was a real guy." 
Wow, that's a, that was a real guy called General Buttfucking Naked. General Buttfucking Naked, and I think he did, the whole thing is that he did in the end convert to Mormonism, I believe. Wow. Or he, they tried to get him. or But the, the point is, is that it wasn't like them going, oh, we'll make up some offensive. It's like, no, no, he's a real guy. Give him a little look. Turn off safe search and type in general <laughs> general butt fucking naked. Yeah, here here's a Wikipedia entry for general butt naked. They've gone for. Okay, they're censoring themselves now. J- Joshua Milton Blahi, mm-hmm. better known by his nom de guerre, general <laughs> butt naked, is a Liberian evangelical preacher. There you go. Wow, <laughs> butt naked. So was fucking his middle name then? I guess it was. Uh, he he was emphasizing his own. Uh, that's funny. Phil fucking Wang, you know. Yeah, that's nice. But then I realized... Butt naked. <laughs> I realized on the way out, they had little posters in the lobby in the bar explaining the realness of it. Oh, really? Yeah, really? That's They're supposed to saying this is a real guy. Yeah, but, but not just naked. about him, about other stuff to do with Mormonism and things. Because I think they just thought, you know what? The British public are so unaware of Mormonism and so unaware of a lot of the subjects of this. Like, I mean, there's a whole funny song about... Um, how one of the African people dreams of living in Salt Lake City, which is sort of widely regarded as a boring dump. Yeah. But that's only funny if you have an opinion on Salt Lake City. Right. Right. So... Did they keep that out of the British version? No, that was still in it, but it didn't get very many laughs. No. Because people were like, well, we can't tell if this is ironic or not. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I, I can imagine them editing it even just for cultural reasons of just like, well, the only Americans really know what this is. And the cast will be complaining, I imagine, being like, no one's laughing at my funny jokes. Mm. I would mm. hate to be in charge of a load of difficult jokes because I think people would complain, wouldn't they, if if you had to deliver them? Yeah. I um, Yeah, I went to see it pretty early on and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. But then again, I am... An edgelord. You're an edgelord. Yeah. Always ship posting on those forums. <laughs> uh, were you ever on a forum? Yeah, uh, WWF. Really? Back in the day. Yeah. Maybe you. I'd got post well chat rooms. Like they were called then chat rooms. Oh, wait, so were you, were, you, were you posting in like threads, or were you in a chat room? I was in a chat room, I think. Oh, okay. All right. And <laughs> I must have been like, what, 10 to 13, and I just go in the WWF chat room. <laughs> and then I just go, so you'd be in like this main room, and then I just go, anyone want to chat? <laughs> I just type in, anyone want to chat? And then, and then someone would go, yeah, sure. And then we'd go off and have a private chat about who, who our favorite wrestlers were. About wrestling? Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was odd. Um, I once got kicked out because I just came on and said, Hi, everyone. It's me, Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) (laughs) And then and someone said, you shouldn't do that, man. And I said, why? I am. (laughs) And someone said, you can't do that. I said, yeah, I can. I'm Stone Stone Cold. And then and then just went, the admin has booted you from (laughs) from the chat. (laughs) There's nothing funnier than something like that when you're a kid. (laughs) <laughs> well, hi everyone I, it's me stone cold hi everyone it's me stone cold <laughs> wanna chat there's nothing funnier than that shit and in fact <laughs> that means that that makes it even clearer to me why you laughed so much at i sent you that great article by um 
in the in the intelligencer about Facebook's Meta. Oh um, yeah, it's a really so good article. Funny. I, I tweeted it's really it. Funny. I might retweet it. It's so so funny. Just search intelligencer, whatever that means. Meta. Really, really funny. You know, I actually emailed the New York Times to try and find out who the guy was. Is is New York Magazine the same as New York Times? Uh, New York Magazine. I, I clicked on oh. like, contact or, or whatever. But the writer, the writer's name is on it. Yeah, but the writer's name is the equivalent of John Smith. Oh, shit, really? It's like the Irish version of John Smith. He says he's from Dublin in the piece. But I was mm. like, well, that's no use. And if you search, like, John Smith Dublin... Yeah. There is an author, but there's also some other journalists in finance, or could be another guy. It's completely unclear. And I just, I really wanted to, he's not on Twitter, not on social media at all, but yeah. I just really and wanted ju- to Just explain. to be clear, this this article is this um, Irish writer who has moved to the US, he finds himself quite lonely. Yeah. Um, and so he just, he just joins the metaverse and just to see how it's going. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's, it's so funny. It's, it's very funny that the kind of characters that are actually on there and actually use it regularly uh well there's some tragedy in it but a lot of the time they're just oddballs or <laughs> a bit pathetic. Yeah, he's answering the question who who's on there now? Yeah. Who's yeah, on I, there? Th- well, which is amazing to me. I thought Metaverse was hadn't been launched yet. That's the impact uh, it's had. I thought it was still in development. That I didn't is, even know it had happened. It's so funny to me that Mark Zuckerberg has spent I mean, how many billion on oh. making a bad version of Second Life? How like, much is Zuckerberg? Because Second Life already exists. Yeah, and yeah, so he's got a new idea. Yeah, and he's gonna make. He's gonna be like, I'm gonna make a shit version of that, and it's gonna be worse graphics, and there'll be less to do, even after I've spent way over the budget of a video game. <laughs> yeah, of a, to make a bad almost video game. Yeah. So much. Can you imagine how good a video game be? If Meta, you spent- Meta has spent. This is from the Guardian. Meta has spent phenomenal sums of money on the metaverse since the project was announced, including. So this is just including more than a hundred billion dollars on research Fuck and development. Off. How do you spend a hundred billion dollars on research and development and still come up with an answer that's completely wrong? How do you? Can you imagine how incredible Call of Duty would be if they spent one billion on it? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, what are the game budgets at this point? It must be in the in the tens or maybe a hundred million. Yeah, it's a movie budget, isn't it? It's like it's Hollywood movie, movie level. budget. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, imagine spending if you'd spent a hundred billion on a video game. I want it to simulate my own death. <laughs> like I want to be able to see dirt under my fingernails in the game and then I turn off the game and the dirt's under my fingernails in real life and what he's done and is he's an made actual s- gunshot wound in your shoulder and you're like yeah. wow and you're just fingering it like, yeah Whoa. wow whereas what he's done is he's made something that looks less realistic graphically than Wii Tennis <laughs> they, had, they, they, they had a special announcement to tell everyone they they made legs <laughs> They'd added legs, you remember? Now yeah. with... It's like, like something out of um, 30 Rock. Now with legs. Now with legs. Amazing. Um, so embarrassing. Well, but It's a really funny piece. Um, yeah. It's so, it's so good. I guess we should say thank you to all that. We've, we've, we've encountered some pod buds on the tour, Phil. We have. Tour's been going well. And uh, Pierre has been doing, uh, has been opening the show and yeah. um, smashing it, of course, cracking it and open. 
we've had um, we've had a lot of Kojis, which is nice. We had a drive by um, Koji. Oh yes! Shout out to um, I mean we can probably find the name because he tweeted us afterwards. I'll paint I'll paint the picture while you find it. Yeah, me, Phil, and Paul the Tour, which is what we call Paul the Tour Manager because he's Welsh. Paul the Tour. Me, Phil, and Paul the Tour are walking down one of York's medieval streets. And as we're walking on a Sunday, I think, a slow day, maybe a Saturday, um, traffic's moving past us, and suddenly... What's well, Saturday? It's Saturday. A voice yells out from a white van. And it's not about my tits or Phil's. <laughs> it's a lovely man with a fantastic beard who is like, the traffic hasn't... St- has kind of stopped but only for a bit like it was a real yes. and he just really rapidly explained i'm a pod button i listen to pod button i think it's great koji have a selfie it was very good yes. information uh, the uh, um pod bud jono jono shout out to jono shout out to jono who shouted out at us from a white van yeah and you're saying you're saying straight after we said to each other straight after that um, that was not the interaction we had first expected when a man in a white van shouted at us on the <laughs> yeah. street. We all, we all turned and went, oh, what is it? Like, or like, did, did someone drop something in the road? Or is there like a parking? Like, what's going on? It, it felt like an emergency. And then he managed to take the selfie quickly through the window. It was yeah, fucking yeah. great. It was a drive-by Koji. It, the, the selfie is on the Bud... Well, I think the Bud, we, Bud Pod account retweeted it. It's, um, it's a very yeah. cute photo. Look, Phil, um, if, if you and I were rappers and Jono had a grudge against us, we'd be dead. That's how good of a drive-by it was. <laughs> it was that good. Yeah, so we've been meeting plenty of Pod Buds on the road. Road Buds. Road Buds. Like Rose but, Buds. Uh, it's, it's been a grand old tour. Um, and we're still going. Yep. Uh, this this week and uh, Machantleth in Wales on Friday, Leicester on Saturday, Sheffield on Sunday. The there triple. might be some tickets left. This is definitely the tickets left for Sheffield. It's a big room. Mm. Mm. I know that room from from Frank Skinner, big old boy. Ah. ah. It's a big old boy. Um, exciting though. Sheffield's a very nice town. It's great. It's a real cool city, Sheffield. Every time I go to Sheffield, I'm like, this is a cool city. This yeah. is cool. <laughs> this is cool. Why do more people talk about this place? There's so it's the many... Bristol of the North. That's what I say. It's the yeah. Bristol of the North. There's so many places in the UK where if you were a young, cool hipster, it would be sick to live. It's just that there's not enough stuff for you to do there, I think. Yeah. Employment-wise, maybe. I don't know why. But people just don't move there. In the same way no. they move to London. No, that's why we need to level up, Pierre. It's leveling up. It's the leveling up agenda. One pound fifty to every borough in the north. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully they use that one pound fifty to somehow electrify their trains, which are still not electrified, which is insane. Uh, the um, in politics news, the, uh, Dominic Raab is gone. We have a new deputy prime minister. Oh, yeah. Somehow they got rid of politics's angriest man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he even when he's trying to pretend to be a nice chill guy, he he simmers, he simmers <laughs> with rage. He's got that Jack Nicholson energy yeah. of like, oh well, I'm just enjoying my breakfast, and you're like, there's never been a more furious man than this. 
Yeah, he looks like he's about to shout, you can't handle the truth at any point. Genuinely, yeah. And he's got that massive forehead vein. Oof. And then someone goes, no, 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 not Dominic. He loves martial arts. And you go, okay. Yeah, is he a black belt or something? Yeah, he's very highly qualified. He was a boxer as well. You know, like all the calmest people we know. (laughs) Dominic Rob Martial Arts. Do you think he skipped all of the classes in martial arts about being zen and controlling your your feelings? He competed in karate for 17 years, winning two British Southern Region titles. Yeah. Gosh. Karate black belt. Oof. But I did a little bit of karate, and there is an element of control your rage and meditate and stuff, and I think he must have just skipped those. Well, I think I think martial arts is very much like the police. Some people yeah. join it to to add peace to the world, and some people <laughs> join it just for an excuse to to enact violence. Mm. And I think maybe Dominic Raab might fall into the second category. I think so. He reminds me of um, the son of my karate teacher at school when I was a little kid. Well, I was like eleven or twelve, and his son was like fifteen or sixteen, and competed right. Mm. and was like in all the contests and da 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 and he had the most terrifying sort of dead eyes like i found the kid the son oh yeah i found him really frightening and the teacher was quite sort of animated in that kind of like uh like in like that he had that kind of simmering anger that like a kind of bad policeman would have Mm. like it's under control but he's like uh okay okay kids you know that's like like (laughs) yeah i'm sick of talking to these fat dorks and his son was like, <laughs> I remember they told us a story of how the son won a, a bout on points. He won some big prize on points because he managed to hold it together and block the other guy scoring points, even though he had two or three broken ribs Oof! from a kick. Aish. And he managed to style it out with broken ribs until the timer ran out. And then he won on points because he'd done enough good stuff before. Wow. But this kid's like 15. Yeah, some kids are nuts. And you're some just like, what the fuck? <laughs> we all, we're like, Jesus Christ, I'm 11, you know. It's very weird, those kids who was, so into our teenage years were already very committed to something. Or like, yeah. or, or acted as if they already found their calling or like behaved as an adult. The gymnasts. I've, yeah, or like the grown up ones. Have I told this story before about the kid Andrew at my... um. At my uh, in my boarding school in Brunei, he uh, was very proper. He dressed oh. like a Mormon, <laughs> and he was very proper. And he'd he'd make a point in cl- he he'd look like an adult, even though he was the same age as everyone else. He yeah. felt sort of bigger and taller. He's Australian, but like quite posh Australian, and he'd say very erudite things. And um, <laughs> I remember one history class. Um, they were oh, they were talking about censorship, or state censorship. And then he put his hand up and he said, well, it's a lot like in, in, in Japan, you know, they, they, they leave out um, in the Japan textbooks, they leave out stories of the Second World War because the modern population can't really be trusted to handle um, facing that kind of legacy. And he said he made this very like erudite and like long <laughs> point. Yeah. And at the end, <laughs> one of the other students just stood up and started applauding. Like, <laughs> Um, that's the funniest very burn funny. you could do <laughs> but then on one he's so proper this guy Andrew uh, we did our Duke <laughs> of Edinburgh we do, did our Duke of Edinburgh like practice trip and we had to like go run a walk along a beach and then we had to camp overnight 
and my friend Nick was in the tent with <laughs> with Andrew. And in the and the next morning, when Nick came to the rest of us, sort of panicked and afraid, and he said, almost out of breath, he said, "Andrew sleeps with his arms crossed." <laughs> and, and we were like, "What?" He sleeps with his arms crossed. He lies down flat on his back, and he crosses his arms, and he goes to sleep. <laughs> this kid, this guy is so proper. He would just lie down and cross his arms like he was listening to you make a point. And he just fall asleep with his arms crossed. Just the full Dracula. <laughs> I love that. I love, oh man. There's a level of funniness that I think is you. You're blessed with when you're 14 for a year, and then it goes away. Yeah, like boys at like 14, 15 are so funny. They're really funny, and they're really good at undermining things. Yeah, but then you and you expect you think they'd get funnier, but most of the time they don't. They become kind of adults. It, it, I mean, yeah, it fades. Ivan, 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 who was the funniest kid really in our year, I think. Um, well, he was really funny, really sarky. Uh, in my year and doing GCSEs, I, and I met him again recently in Melbourne, and um, he still he still has that sort of sharpness to him, but he's he's just a grown up now with a wife and kid and. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, I don't think I don't think boys are ever as funny as they are at fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Before the world weighs them down. Mm. Yeah, yeah this, I don't know what it is. Maybe they've been they've they've been around long enough that they kind of get how things are going. But also, there's so many new experiences that they're still sort of excited by things, and they're observant of things, and they make funny observations on things because they're sort of fresh. Maybe it's the last time that you can be sort of chaotic. Because mm. you are still a child. It's right before you turn 16. Y yeah. And so you're not sort of trying to get into university or... Yeah, you haven't been given the, the transformative potion of sixth form to, to be yeah. like, okay, the shit stops now. You know, it's time to think about when you're in your 20s. Maybe that's yeah. it. And you're, you're still sort of chaotic and weird. But you're smart enough to make a very funny... To do a very funny thing like standing up and applauding after someone's made a long point. It's so funny. Like you're in a film about the UN. Oh, that's great. It really uh, is funny. Welcome to mysterious Danny's Cuban style escape room. Uh, I am uh, Yo Soy Danny, the cafe uh, uh, of the escape room. Can you work out how to uh, fucking? Uh, oh, fuck, I don't know. Uh, can you work out how to uh, uh, put out this cigar? Right before your time runs out, however long it takes this cigar to burn down to uh, a nub in my mouth here, right? You've got to solve these fucking uh, Cuban theme mysteries, right? So there's a bit where you've got to um, uh, guess the weight of some sugar cane. There's a bit where you've got to do a salsa dance, uh, a pattern on a floor, press the, sh the shoe marks in the right order. Um, oh, there's a bit where you've got to... Uh, you got to fight off a, uh, a representative of United Fruit from ta from 
mounting a counter coup and plunging your nation back into corporatist uh, slavery of a kind. So there's that. Uh, and there's a bit where you've got to pin the beret on Che Guevara. There you go. Uh, good luck. You've got however long it takes this cigar to burn out. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Um, but in other British political news, um, and... In a sort of another sense of Groundhog Day politically, um, a Labour MP has has said something anti-Semitic once again, and <laughs> and been suspended once again, and been suspended once again. This time it's uh, Diane Abbott. I mean, although talk about saying short, the quiet part out loud, a very short turnaround for an apology. Oh, incredibly quick. The suspension was announced after the no 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 letter came out. Yeah, well, it, well, um, it was so, very slapstick almost. So what happened? For those of you who have lives, unlike us, um, yeah. Diane Abbott wrote. Is I mean, what a weird way to self-own. I mean, she she <sighs> yeah. sent a letter into the Observer in response to a piece by the writer Tomiwa Oolade. In which he says that racism, that um, Jewish people, travellers, and Irish, the Irish have also been victims of racism in yeah. Britain. He was analysing a statistical report that said that these three groups actually report slightly more of assaults, which includes verbal assaults, than some groups the way you would expect it more, like um, African Caribbean or African. One of the two. Yeah. One was higher. One and was lower. And Diane Abbott wrote a letter in to res- as a response to the Observer saying, well, no, what, what Jewish people and Irish people and traveler- travelers have been subject to is prejudice, not racism. And although the two are often confused for each other, they're not actually the same. Yeah. And then she goes on to say, you know, uh, sorry, examples, she says Jewish people were not transported across the Atlantic as slaves and Jewish people not made to sit at the back of the bus. In Jim or, Crow America. A Jim Crow America and um, were not, uh, were allowed to vote in apartheid South Africa. Yeah. And Tomiwa Olade then points out that it's quite telling that in order to make a point, she's taken examples from outside of Britain, which is exactly his point, that we don't talk about yeah. racism in Britain as its own thing. We always have to, especially the left has to, the far left has to go to... Um, well, not not just outside of Britain, but one example there was from the 1870s and one was from, at latest, the 1980s. Mm, yeah. So she's not even talking about now. Right, yeah. So she's talking about foreign and between 40 and, and uh, 150 years ago. 
it is also it is also so meaningless to say that racism doesn't exist for this group because racism that happened to another group happened to another group. It's it's it, it's the equivalent of saying oh racism against black people doesn't exist because the Holocaust wasn't about black people. It's you know you can if you 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 you're just gonna pick a um an occasion of racism and say anyone who wasn't involved in this occasion of racism doesn't face racism. It felt like what she was trying to point out in the first paragraph before it really went off the rails because. When it went off the rails was she compared the prejudice that Jewish people face to the prejudice that gingers face. And you go, <laughs> yeah. okay, that's just, <laughs> to put it mildly, rude. Um, <laughs> let's just call it rude. Uh, but in the first bit, it felt like she was making some sort of pedantic point about how it's only racism if, there's, if your skin is definitely a different color. Yeah. But the trouble is that the Nazis did treat the Jews as a race. If you were Jewish in Nazi Germany and said, no, 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 not me, fellas. I'm an atheist. Yeah. They, they weren't delighted they, they to hear be, that. They wouldn't be like, oh, all right. Oh, okay. That's fine. Goes this way. Would you like a Christopher Hitchens novel? He's written some good articles you can enjoy and say, anyone else want to be an atheist? You know, <laughs> they had racial charts. They had lineage obsessions. They were obsessed yeah. with the purity of blood. To an extent... It ignores the fact that race is a construct and that loads of Spanish people who are European whites are actually darker than some Hispanics in America because race depends on the country you're in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's... Um, Barack Obama it's is of, not black in South Africa. He's mixed race. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... In Malaysia, I'm white. Yeah. And I'm Asian here. It's you're Asian relative. here, and in Malaysia, you're a big old honky. <laughs> Always handing out cheese and not dancing. Yeah, it's a very. She wrote a very, very dumb letter and a very, very dumb apology because the apology <laughs> said, "No, no, I'm very sorry. This was." Her exact phrasing was, "The errors arose in an early draft." Yeah, so yeah. She, she tried to say that this letter that was <laughs> she sent in herself that was published in the Observer was an accidentally sent first draft. Yeah. And before she was able to edit out. I don't know, her opinions? Is that what she wanted to edit out in the second draft? What she yeah. actually thought? In my first draft of my, you know, as stand-ups, Phil, you and I will go through many, many, many versions of different routines before the show is ready. And what I find in the first draft of my stand-up is that it's the opposite of everything I think. <laughs> it's definitely the opposite. Of what I, my whole routine where I talk about how I hate baked beans, that was originally a routine about how I love baked beans. Uh, and it's just needed that, that that particular kink needed working out. Also, the phrasing of the errors arose is so <laughs> do you think it, like chicken shit. It's so you, you, I mean, it, well, it, she didn't write down these errors; they just kind of bubbled up to the surface. She's being investigated now, and do you think the errors will have arose re legitimately, or maybe this is be a clever thing to do? Do you think a staffer is going to get it in the neck? Like a staffer? Oh, we. Yeah, as in like she like someone else writes my letters. I dictate them over the phone, you know. Well, no, she's already she's already taken the hit. So I don't think there's I think the ship for passing the buck is has, has sailed. Well, how's she taken the hit? She says they arose. She didn't say she wrote it. Oh, oh, sorry, but I mean she's been suspended now. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, suspended I, pending an investigation. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe the investigation finds out that they let they oh, let I they, see. they let forgetful Larry draft the letter. And the second he sent it, forgetful Larry went, oh, the Holocaust. Oh, no, I forgot. Shit. That's not yeah, like gingers I, at all. I, 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 I think if Dan Abbott didn't have so much 
so much priors in this particular field than <laughs> um then people might be more willing to believe a story like that yeah but i think what the most astonishing thing about the story is just how inevitable it has felt this whole time Oh, you think it was like... They just can't of... help themselves. The Labour left cannot help themselves. They can't do it. Yeah, the letter didn't need to be written. Absolutely not. <laughs> it was so voluntary. She's free, to, vol- she's free to think that the Holocaust was the same as being a ginger at school, but she really shouldn't <laughs> write a letter. <laughs> I mean, is is she what she's saying, like... I don't know what is what is what is she saying at best at best she's saying the holocaust wasn't because they were visibly a different color but in some cases that was one of the things they used as a guide and it didn't matter because I mean, that's how they treated, yeah. treated them as a race anyway like it's such a thin pedantic puritanical argument that it, it basically it turns racism into colorism exactly yeah and racism is much more than colorism yes yes Yes, because uh, you know there are racial differences between people who otherwise look the same or have a similar skin tone. Yeah, I mean Rwanda, yeah. for goodness' sake. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm on. Have I got news for you this week? So that should be interesting. <laughs> well, Phil, I don't think you have a thing to worry about because when have you ever got on? Have I got news for you? And made a joke about a pro Corbyn uh, uh, thing. And well, Corbyn himself. You t- you the attacked man. the man. You attacked Christ himself, not one of his followers. <laughs> and it's fair to say that the supporters of JC, well, they weren't happy. That uh, which was worse in terms of people's reaction and and trolling and nastiness generally was it the hashtag be kind uh, Corbyn people or was it the hashtag be kind dog lovers from the Chernobyl? From the Chernobyl joke, the dog lovers were. Um, very intense, and they came out quickly. The, the 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 but then they stopped. The Corbynites, it's been a long tail, oh, uh, and I still okay. occasionally get this get a tweet saying with a, you know with an attachment of some story about something terrible Boris Johnson did, going <laughs> hope you're happy, your guy here. I'm like I didn't I didn't vote for Boris Johnson, you fucking idiot. Yeah, well they just go you know they, it, uh, everything bad is everyone's fault who didn't vote for my favorite person. Yeah. And uh, yeah. when all of but, these I mean, people, but the most by... extraordinary thing is, is how many, how few people are coming out in, in supporting Dan Abbott. I mean, even even Owen Jones has condemned it. Even yeah. John Landsman of Momentum has condemned it. I yeah, mean, that's when you know you I, fucked up. Yeah, if you look if you look into the back of the room and Landsman's there tutting, you go, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, fuck. Um, I guess that as well, like. Well, all of these people who are, are tagging yourself or anyone who is anti-Corbyn or, or at least anti his faults, uh, it's go, oh, your boy. Oh, I hope you're happy. Well, all of them are openly saying they're going to join the Greens and not vote for Keir Starmer. So if Rishi mm-hmm. Sunak wins the next election, will they be glad? Will they be glad to be tagged in the same asinine? No, Pierre, because voting for Sir Keith is the same as voting for a conservative <laughs> government. <laughs> As as we all know, as we all know, yeah. I think this, and this is now a continuation. And I think in the last bonus part, I said my my memoir at the end of my life will be called "Politically Vindicated" because of what's <laughs> happening to the SNP. And literally over the weekend, Diane Abbott does this. Man, oh man, it's going to be a long memoir. 
Do you think the 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 letter? You said it felt inevitable. That it's obviously the kind of thing that Keir Starmer, to an extent, is very pleased with because it does just enable him to get rid of his enemies, right? Mm. Obviously, I don't think he's morally pleased with it, but it could be strategically quite useful. Do you think that the whole time the Labour right were just going like this? Yeah, I think for sure. <laughs> they just spent a year going, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, like a, like a rugby team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I, I think the news is coming. I don't know. If, I guess the challenge now would be winning Hackney. Is Hackney East or just Hackney her constituency? Just Hackney, I believe. Hackney, yeah. She, she's been. It's, it's similar to Jeremy Corbyn. She's been MP for Hackney for however many decades or. A um, long time, long, yeah. long, long, long time. But can, can can they win? Can they win it without without her? I guess is, well, they, is the calculation. But maybe the investigation will be fine because that has happened before. All right. Yeah. The, there was the other Labour MP who went on a how not to be an anti-Semite course and passed mm. and mm. did a big apology and got let back in. And so fine, that's All fine. Right. I'd accept that. She did. Uh, she did apologize sharpish. Oh man! I mean, to apologize before you're in trouble—that's <laughs> you go and send. Oh no! And just immediately, <laughs> within ten hours or whatever it was, just go shit, 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 shit. Oh man! Yeah, because the suspension <laughs> announcement was hours and hours after the the rapid or sort of nine a.m. public uh, screenshot apology. Yeah, before breakfast. Oh my god. Yeah, for me. so <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, investigate. Then okay, like, like the other MP who did the same, basically a very similar thing. Go on the course. Very sorry. Maybe, maybe it's all fine. Maybe, maybe it's all fine. Maybe. You know and in else? a way, that would be like a greater victory for, for Starmer, maybe to, because because it, it just becomes clear how much more disciplined this Labour Party is and how much more professional it is now, and that, you know. We have a course for this, and and we're yeah. still a team, and it's all working. And chill out. The procedure has been followed. There is a procedure at all. Blah blah blah. Get off the fuck. Get off fucking Twitter. Get off. Like, stop. Like, being so into American social politics. We have our own and, problems. and using that language here. And we just, have our own problems. We have our own problems. Pay attention to how race works in the UK. I mean. British racial tension for British people. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of racial ten speaking of racial tensions, shall we read some correspondence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> let's do it. Oh boy, oh boy. Ring letters, emails, emails, phone letters. Correspondence. <laughs> I wonder if we get any like because I remember and I mentioned this on the podcast do you remember when I got Bud Pod and, and me both got followed by like a kind of really old school Celtic nationalist Twitter account oh yeah and it was covered in like swirly Celtic imagery and stuff about druids all of which is ahistorical very was, sane stuff Yeah, very very sane stuff that is normal and I was like, oh, okay. This guy's not going to like the whole podcast. Either I make fun of druids at some point, or it's just the stuff where we make fun of the SNP and are tacitly, if not openly, unionist. And I was mm -hmm. like, all right, set my watch. 
Because <laughs> yep. I couldn't remember the first episode where we made fun of it. And then sure yeah. enough... Instantly. I'm very disappointed. To- okay, mute. <laughs> mute. Mute, mute, mute. Um, okay, so this is Patreon, but I think... I, I think it still counts if we come to it on, on the main pod. Okay, yeah. And absolutely. it relates to something that we discussed on the main pod, so that feels right. Okay. It's from Charlie. Charlie! Fields of barley. <laughs> That's good. Walking through fields of barley with Charlie. Charlie, the wind that shakes the barley. Ah, yes. The Let's hear that wind. Haunting uh, uh, Irish um, independence war film. Ah, yeah, I remember watching that movie. Hi, shartiologists. Shartiologists. Like What's archaeologists, that? I guess. Archaeologists, yeah. Uh, um, I sent a Patreon message. Da, da, da. This is, is this news tat and could Phil whisper it? So it's like these sort of weird pop-up news stories and, and clickbaity ads that we discussed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Great. This has become a new, a new segment for us. These, uh, yeah. This horrible sort of quasi AI generated pop up ads, yeah, clickbait pop up ads. I'll I'll say the ones that I've been sending you on the on the Patreon as well. <laughs> so horrible, really horrible. Okay, so here's one. Um, wait, Charlie says, "Could Phil whisper it?" But they're so odd. I don't know if could you. Whisper I'll try. These? I'll try. Okay, so this one is: If you are 45 years old, this blank blank is a must-have. No install. This no install. This app, this one crazy app. No, I think uh, more like our childhoods. Blank, blank. Yeah. This more like our childhoods. What for? Everyone over forty-five was it? If you are over forty-five, if you are forty-five years old, that's that's even more specific. If you are forty-five okay. years old, this blank, blank is a must-have. No install. This blank blank is a must-have. Um, this video game console, strategic game, strategic game, yeah. and it's a it's got some artwork of like beautiful medieval fictional town and like a ship, and the game in the lower left corner is called Forge of Empires. Oh my god! Blech. Yuck! Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the 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 game clickbait ads are always like this game will ruin your life. Yeah, and that's meant to be appealing. Don't click this zombie game. Okay. If you have a family and chores and obligations to your wider community, don't download this <laughs> game. Oh my god! If you've taken on the burden of caring for an elderly relative at home, <laughs> don't download this game. <laughs> <laughs> if your days are numbered if you've only got a certain number of months to live don't download this game <laughs> so i think this is just an actual news headline but it is appearing as a sort of pop-up brazilian goalkeeper who ordered girlfriend to be fed to dogs signs for new club <laughs> feels like it's not the main story no um, i think that's a oh, real that one doesn't quite work because kind of all the details are there. Yeah. The, the ideal sort of clickbait um, news story is what, um, you know, blank did something normal. Yeah. 
what blank then discovered made blank throw up or something yeah like this. exactly or, you know here's a good one from it's like a daily mail bullshit link what does your snot color mean <laughs> what the color of your snot says about your health and it's got a graphic of the six types of snot very medieval doctor clear Humus. white yellow green red black i think i know what red means i'm having a nosebleed yeah yeah red is pretty negative black black just means you live in london yeah okay so surprise this one it says just says surprising things forbidden by the bible <laughs> and there's a picture sure. of kanye west <laughs> no hip-hop <laughs> matthew no Chapter... yeezys <laughs> Um, da, 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 da. Oh yeah, and the other two are just are, are, are basically just actual news stories, really. Um, but well, I'll go through some of the crazy ones that we found in in nature since yeah, the, the one you sent me. Yeah, yeah, we found some good ones. We found some nice ones. Um, this next message is from Dave. Dave, you knave. Ooh, I like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Dear P. Hair So Smelly and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I've been obsessed with overcooked profanitizing since episode four, question mark. When you span Extinction Rebellion into something beautiful like Sex Stink Bum P. Smelly on. <laughs> <laughs> and how does Dave describe this technique? What did he call it? Uh, overcooked profanitizing. Yes, that's very good. I like really overcooked nice, profanitizing. Yeah. Profanitizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or poo fanny tizing. Poo fanny. Yeah. 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 So he sent us a sentence about some tat in that style. Oh, okay. I whiz pee shited poo find piss shat bum face boob mum cat piss. I, I was excited. Delighted. To yeah. oh, you, you done that. Poo find piss shat. To find this. Chat. Shat. Yeah, is the word hat? Tat. Tat, of course. Bum oh. face boob mum cat piss. From Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a time-consuming and pathetic way to talk. <laughs> uh, oh, embarrassing! It, it, this is our equivalent of uh, Pig Latin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Piss Latin. Piss Chatin. Piss Chatin. <laughs> God, it is, it is a type of brainworms. We speak um, Piss Chatin. <laughs> We're puant. <laughs> um, <laughs> being pathetic is funny that's what the 15 year olds know you said being pathetic is funny yeah <laughs> it is funny it's funny so dave's found this on the bogner littlehampton chichester selling page fucking hell is that a yeah. real place it looks like it bogner so littlehampton Bogner hyphen Littlehampton hyphen Chichester. So it's the tri area, tri town God area. Damn. Yeah. God damn. Okay. And it's a plaque. Yeah. And the plaque is entitled Rules for Dating My Daughter. Okay, great. Yeah. So this isn't going to be creepy at all. Yeah. Yeah, great. Number one, fuck her good. <laughs> <laughs> you better have sex with her right. 
Yeah, and, or like it'll be like those kind of threats where it's like, if you don't, if you don't kiss her on the cheek, I'll fuck your bum and suck your dick. And you go, this dad seems confused about. His dad seems a bit too involved in his daughters. His dad seems like he thinks about this a lot. <laughs> Rules for dating my daughter. Rule number one: I'm everywhere. Oof. <laughs> No. Number two, understand, I don't like you. What? That's unreasonable. As a starting point. Healthy. <laughs> I don't uh, like you. I don't like you. I, oh. want, I don't want her to be touched by anyone. Just her to stay pure. Uh. Pure daughter. Uh. Um, rule number three, you hurt her, I hurt you. Furt. Furt, furt, furt. Rule number Give four. it a rest. Rule number four. Be home 30 minutes early. Early from okay. what? From the time they said they'd be back? From then, the dance? Except be home 30 minutes early, be back by nine. Okay, so 8.30. But then I'm coming back at 8.30, so eight? <laughs> but, but then I'll be coming back at eight, so 7.30? Yeah, and eventually you go, I have to travel back in time just to be on time for this guy. <laughs> if you lie to me, I will find you. Okay. That's got nothing that, to do with the daughter. So that's a specific punishment for, for just for lying. Yeah, if you lie to me, I'll find you. If you hurt her, he will hurt you, but he won't find you. So if you hurt her and hide, <laughs> you're okay. Yeah. If you lie to him, he'll only find you. Yeah. And then presumably just look at you for a bit, and he'll, then you're off the hook. He'll find you, and he'll give you a real look. <laughs> he'll really like... Uh... You're only in trouble if you hurt her and lie to him. Yeah, if you only then will he find you and hurt you. Yeah, if you say to her, if you if you hurt her and then you say you didn't. Oh, yeah, right, right. Then you're in trouble. Yeah. This one again seems irrelevant to his daughter's safety and well-being. It just seems like a convenience thing. Never honk. Never honk. Oh, right. So when he turns up to pick her up, don't beep. It says never honk. Dates ring the doorbell once. What if they? What if no one hears them? But also, like, that's nothing to do with your... That's just you You don't like hearing honks and more than one doorbell. What? Okay, what if this happens? The guy turns up to pick up his daughter. He doesn't honk the horn because he's read the rules. He yeah. goes up and presses ding dong, but everyone's in the shower. He now can't bring the bell again. Yeah. And the daughter doesn't know that he's turned up. He then leaves, standing her up, hurting her feelings. Yeah. And now he has to be hurt. But he's yeah. only being hurt because he followed the rules. I did what you said. Weird dad. Yes. And then he say, he'll tell the dad, well, I was here, you didn't hear me. Then the dad thinks he's lying, so he's now going to find him and hurt him. <laughs> and why? Because he followed the rules. <laughs> this is Kafka-esque, Pierre. Yeah, well, it gets worse. Whatever you do to her, I will do to you. Oh, no. So wait, okay. He so hasn't thought I, this through. But if I buy her dinner, you buy me dinner. If you kiss my daughter tenderly on the neck, you better you better you better know that's coming to you. If you, <laughs> if you eat my daughter's ass, I'm eating your ass. <laughs> Never honk. You tell your my daughter you love her, then I love you, buddy. You better know <laughs> I love you. And I'll find you. I'll find Sh- you and I'll love you. Rule number eight. This is creepy. She's my princess, not your conquest. Oof. <laughs> this is horrible. Princess is capitalized as well. Ugh. 
not your conquest. Ugh, this guy thinks. This guy just sits on an armchair and just thinks about it. This thinks about his daughter. His little <laughs> princess daughter. Never honk, he says. Never honk under at my his daughter. breath. Never honk. Not even through the safety of a wall can you honk at my daughter. <laughs> Rule number nine: Keep your hands off her, or I will remove them. Right, as in remove them from his body. It's implied. It's implied. I mean, okay, but I also can't hurt your daughter's feelings. So when she's like, hold my hand, and I go, no! (laughs) Then she'll be sad, and then you'll make me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you whisper the last one. Okay. Number 10. I'll just be waiting here, blanking my blank. Oh. <laughs> it's not really a rule, it's just a statement. Stroking my daughter <laughs> by the sounds of it. I'll, I'll just be, be here, here. I'll be waiting drinking here. drinking my whiskey. Uh you're so close. Think more aggressive and needlessly toxic. I'll just be waiting here, blank sharpening my, blank. my knife. Uh think America. Polishing my gun. Yeah, cleaning my gun. Yeah, yeah. Cleaning my gun. Yeah. I caramba. Also, like, it's weird to me that this is being sold in, like, sort of small-town England. Very odd, very what, lame, very nasty. What nice. gun? What honking? These... Also, you know, these, this, these are always men who are terrible dads. Yeah, yeah. They see the children as this sort of quasi-property that they're meant to um, protect. Um, yeah, it's 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 rules written by someone who who believes in dowries, <laughs> in some way. Um, well, we've run out of normal time. Yeah, uh, but thanks That's so much time for listening. Do come on tour, please come to my tour. I'm on yep. tour in the UK for a couple more months, and then again in the autumn. So check out my website. Please come and see me, 15th of June, Leicester Square Theatre. Um. But, and to Patreons, we will see you in the exclusive, uh, what, where am I? Uh, I uh, what, like, Dad's Man Cave. Dad's, okay, Dad's House. Yeah, the exclusive house of the dad of, of, of who the you're dating. girl you're dating. Yeah. Um, but if you're not a patron, we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.